0: Save your seat now at growandemaiallist.com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 303. The cover art for The Ed Mylett Show shows a sunglass-wearing Ed, a guy who clearly spends some time in the gym, walking with swagger that you can simply sense through the photo, and his private jet and Bentley providing the backdrop. Like, who is this guy? Ed Mylett's podcast is consistently holding down the top 50 on Apple Podcasts, and he's in the top 50 wealthiest under 50. Ed decided from a young age that if he was going to work for a living, he was going to work for himself and call his own shots. He's a leading speaker in the business space. And with his podcast and his YouTube channel, he teaches millions how to elevate and maximize their lives. He's on Gold Digger today, an interview that we did at his Laguna Beach home a few months ago. And I'll be honest, it's not often I invite men on the show. But Ed's story is so interesting to me. And this is honestly one of my favorite interviews ever. We kick off this episode with a question that no one's ever asked him before. Who is Ed Milette beyond the titles? And his answer truly shocked me. After this interview, Drew and I were out to dinner with a babe. And Ed texted me saying, I feel like I made a lifelong friend today. And I honestly couldn't agree more. He is such an incredible human being. In the next episode, you'll get to hear my conversation with Ed on his show. But first, Ed Milet is going to get the Gold Digger treatment. Are you ready? Let's do this.
1: You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru, Jenna Kutcher, will help you redefine what success looks like.
2: You're kidding me. No. I'm honored, thank I know.
0: you. Trust me, I did lots of research to make me. sure you are worthy <laughs> I, of
2: it. I passed the, the, the background test. Oh,
0: okay, <laughs> so we're gonna get into a lot, but I'm gonna be honest, the things that I Googled about you were just the titles, you know, mm-hmm. like the the accolades, the awards, and it's so impressive. Mm. But the things I've heard about you are about your heart. Thank you. So, who is Ed Milette without the titles? Tell me.
2: Wow. Yeah. <sighs> no one's ever asked me that that's really good I, love that. I would say the I say that he's actually a pretty insecure guy naturally pretty shy mm-hmm. actually not I shouldn't even say pretty insecure guy I would say he's an insecure guy naturally and so the way I ended up even in like this space of self-help or personal development and all that was out of necessity mm-hmm. like this to be like a functioning human you know so I think anytime you see somebody, you or I both that are like outwardly sort of seem to really have their act together and have these strategies and tactics and all that stuff. I have them because I had to, like out of necessity. And so just, you know, where it spurred from for me is I have a, I come from a loving, awesome family, but my, my dad was an alcoholic my entire upbringing. And I think anybody who comes from any dysfunction as a child, whether it's just a distant parent or a parent who's not even there a divorce Mm -hmm. or substance abuse like in my case or anything like that i just think it it affects who you are to some extent you know and it definitely affected me all of it happened for me and not to me as i always say but certainly it helped shape sort of those insecurities in me for sure which probably is not what you expected me to say but it's true no
0: but i love it I think too, at the core of people with titles, a lot of times we're gripping at titles because that's what society tells us Mm -hmm. people want to know. Mm -hmm. But the things that I've heard about you are that you're a loving husband. Thank you. You're an awesome dad. (laughs) Honestly, it's funny to me that all of the things that I saw, when you when you type in your name, mm-hmm. do you ever Google yourself? I hope you don't. I, don't I, mean, actually I, don't, anymore. I mean, I don't. I did for
2: a while, yeah. but I don't anymore. Yeah. yeah.
0: But a lot of it was about money. So, I'm curious mm-hmm. about your relationship with money because mm-hmm. I feel like when society paints these financial figures as like the forefront of somebody, mm-hmm. there's a big story behind it.
2: Yeah. I'm more afraid of being broke than I am excited about being rich, if I'm being really honest. And that's more of that insecurity. Mm-hmm. I've kind of used the things that maybe people would think are weaknesses, excuse me, about myself, kind of turn them into strengths. So I've learned, I used to really think, boy, if if I could just get a bunch of money now, I'll be happy, <laughs> you know, or if I could get a jet or if I could get a house or I could get a title, as you said, and I've just learned over time, actually material things do make you happy. Mm-hmm. People, that's a lie. Anyone who's ever bought a nice car that day, you're happy mm-hmm. or a nice pair of shoes or a beautiful outfit, or you get your hair done or a haircut. Like it makes you happy. Of course it does. What it doesn't do is fulfill you. Mm-hmm. And it was empty. And so I would recommend to everybody that they go get a bunch of money. I think it's a wonderful thing, but if you're deluded into thinking like, Oh, then I'll be fulfilled. You're crazy because it's not. And as a person of faith, I know just pursuing things of the world all the time are sort of an empty pursuit, Mm -hmm. but I do think money's a magnifier. And I think it typically magnifies if you're a good, generous, loving, kind giving person, it'll magnify that. And if you're weak and mean and, you take advantage of people and have a tendency to be, you know, somewhat abusive in either your treatment of people or thinking that it'll magnify that so it's been a good thing for me to have money because it's helped magnify the good parts of my personality And then I got there and I'm like, okay, that's not all it's cracked up to be, right? (laughs) We're looking at the ocean right now and it's wonderful. And I've had a backyard that didn't look at the ocean. I've had a backyard that did look at the ocean. I will take looking at the ocean every day, but there are plenty of, but guess who sits here every morning looking at this ocean? This is important for everybody. You know who sits here? Me. Mm -hmm. And wherever you go in your life, whatever the relationship is you end up with, the house you end up, the job, you gotta bring one person with you, you. And if you can't figure a way to love you and be happy with you, then these places aren't going to change it.
0: So. Talk to me about the insecurities. Cause I, I feel like <laughs> from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. and I think it, this happens in life all the time is like, if I were to ask your wife, like, tell me about Ed. Mm-hmm. She would just say, I mean, she would just light up. Mm-hmm. So where, where is this stemming from? And like, what, what is that? Like deep fear? <sighs>
2: I have a lot of deep fears. I think because my dad drank, if you really go back, I think I have a fear of people leaving me. Mm. Like I always thought my mom and dad are probably gonna divorce, which ultimately never did. And my dad's been sober now, by the way, 30 plus years, and they're very happy. Just that I'm not enough, you know? like why did my dad love me and my sisters enough to stop drinking earlier, you know, or mm. which is really weird to say as a 48 year old man who's a achieved, but that guy's always there. Now, mm-hmm. I will say, I don't I don't want people to think that I think I walk around every day insecure. I walk away around every day a pretty confident guy now, because mm-hmm. I've learned to keep, I think self-confidence is the process of keeping promises you make to yourself. I used to think everything was outside of me. And once I figured out that the really, that this walk in my life is really inside me, and for me, my relationship with my so, you know, I'm trying to please him. I'm trying to please me. And if it pleases everybody else, that's a bonus, right? And so I have confidence. I think are things I'm good at. I'm not yeah. naive. There are things, there are talents and skills I've built over time that I'm like, I'm pretty good at that. But I definitely don't ever think I've arrived or I've made it. Yeah. I'm really bad at which I wish I were better at. And you talk about Christiana on this too. I'm my own worst critic sometimes mm-hmm. so deeply, you know, like after this interview, no matter how good it goes, <laughs> there'll be a point tonight. And I'm interviewing you today too. There'll be a point tonight where I will wake up in my sleep and go, I can't believe I didn't say that to her. Do you know what I mean? You Are, you that
0: past that. Are you that way? Are you Yes.
2: Are you? Okay. I,
0: I let a lot go though, because I feel like my brain space is so limited now mm-hmm. as a mom. Like I'm like, all in and then it's done and then i'm in as a mom so mm-hmm. i feel like i've gotten better because i'm like well it's
2: over yeah you, you've been able to let it go yeah i can't tell you that i'm great at that huh. i i i am will before-
0: challenge you in that
2: well maybe you can help me with it i'll help you with some stuff and you can help me <laughs> we're both helping all these people all the time but i think that that's definitely a thing for me you know mm-hmm. it's like i'm constantly evaluating me yeah and the good part of it is it makes me grow and it makes me improve but you have to be careful that, that there's that line where like steals your bliss. Yep, absolutely. You know, it steals your bliss. I always talk about being blissfully dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. I think people conflate happiness and satisfaction. So there's these two strains of thought that really don't serve us, which is A, okay, really driven people like me and you think, yeah. man, if I let myself enjoy this, I'm gonna lose my drive. Yes. I'm gonna lose my drive. Which is completely not true it's not true at all in fact the reverse is true if like if you reward yourself and celebrate your victories you get a dopamine hit your brain actually goes let's go do this again if you cheat yourself out of celebrating your victories and your successes eventually your brain just fries on it and goes let's not do this anymore Mm -hmm. because it doesn't get the hit the other strain of thinking is what i said earlier people go i'll be happy when yes i'll be happy when when i get the man when i get the house when i get the promotion when i get the outfit when i get the money when i get the accolades except those things are always delayed it's always the next one the next one the next one so for me i've learned to be blissfully dissatisfied happiness and satisfaction are two totally different things you can simultaneously be happy and dissatisfied i think that's the most fulfilled people ironically is a super blissful But dissatisfied, meaning there's like an incongruency between where I know I'm capable of being and where I currently am. So when I say that I measure myself after these talks or this interview, that's more like the congruency thing. Like I could do better, but I don't do what I used to do when I was younger where it steals my joy or bliss. Yeah. So I'm blissfully dissatisfied most of the time. (laughs)
0: I love it. Yeah. Okay, so upstairs is your beautiful wife, yeah. my handsome husband, and the yeah. little baby. And we
2: completely trust them <laughs> up there together. We set they're them up there together. They're doing great. They're doing great.
0: Oh, <laughs> and I want to know because I feel like a lot of my audience is mm. is women and and mm. you and I are similar like our spouses have given up a lot so to much. support us and mm. and they're the ones behind the scenes and yes. and Talk to me about your wife and just mm-hmm. share share what she's done for you because I think a lot of times these are the people I asked her to come on the show and she yep. said no within about 0.2 seconds yeah. and so talk to me about her.
2: Well, we met when she was four years old and I was five <laughs> years old and I'm 48. So I know her pretty well and <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we dated in high school. We had a little breakup there for a while which was probably a good thing where we both figured out what we didn't want. Um, But we've been together a long time. And there's this cheesy line in Jerry Maguire that I don't know that I completely (laughs) believe in, where, where, uh, you know, the line of you complete me. Mm -hmm. But to some extent, it's really true in that I am really driven. I'm really aspirational and want to compete and want to win and want to see how good I can get at things. And she's not that way. Mm -hmm. She's easily happy. I have like criteria to be happy, if that makes any (laughs) sense. So she's wonderful for me because she's not the least bit materialistic or driven. I don't need to ever wonder why she's with me. She's an incredible, I'm a good dad. Mm
1: -hmm. You
2: know what I mean? Like if you were ranking dads, I'm a good dad. She's a world class mother, like world class. Her entire being exists around serving these people in our home. And so she allows me to be the best possible version of myself that's not to say that there isn't we're in a disagreement today i love it we're in one today <laughs> right we got a one we got a one today so we have our differences but i love her and she loves me and you know what's really important and i see this with you guys too she really believes in me mm-hmm. so there's the conversations all the time when's enough enough yes she helps me realize when I'm getting too focused on the wrong things little subtle things like if I walk in the house and my son's in his bedroom I'm such a dummy I'll come in I'm thinking about business and I'll walk in and get on my phone she'll say did you walk in and talk to Max yeah. and ask him about his day <laughs> you should do that you're like,
0: like well yep, you're right I probably <laughs> should go
2: do that and she'll say little things like also before you go in there leave your phone on the on the sink in the bathroom just walk in there mm-hmm. so she knows me that well yeah right but she doesn't do it in a way like you know, it could easily be said the other way. Haven't you talked to your son when you got home? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not how it's said to me. It's said in a way that makes me want to do it. So she also knows how to communicate with me. We have our own love languages, yeah. I think, that work between the two of us. I would never be even remotely close to where I am. Cause my home for me is like really a peaceful place Mm -hmm. and I'm loved and believed in and accepted. And, you know, I think all the time, I take things for granted, you know, not all men have that luxury, you know, to have someone that just loves them and supports them. And, And certainly not all women do either. And again, we're in a disagreement today, right? (laughs) And these don't happen that often. You've caught us on a good day, Um, and it's usually about things. I'll give you an example of what it is today. Like I'm supposed to fly my son to go to a golf thing tomorrow, and my wife is not a time manager. Let's just put it mildly, right? (laughs) And so my son's taking the ACT test tomorrow, and she forgot that that's happening. I'm like, how do you forget (laughs) an ACT test? We're supposed to. But the point of the matter is, is that it's it's. uh, I'll take that little inconvenience for you know 43 years of love and belief in me so love that. It's, it's beautiful stuff and I, she's also beautiful to look yeah. at too which is she's important the too
0: they're upstairs with the baby that disagreement will dissolve babies fix everything i knew you
2: <laughs> i knew i knew uh, you guys brought her with uh, you because i could hear her voice change yes. when i was walking up the stairs yes. i told you like, like
0: there's a baby there's a baby, there's a baby. Now. So. oh my gosh okay so Let's talk about what motivates you today, Mm -hmm. because there's probably been different seasons of your life, and so talk to me about today. What gets you out of bed and like ready to go?
2: Totally, I know what motivates me, which is really cool. That's important to figure out, too. So when I was younger, I was certainly motivated by significance. Mm -hmm. I wanted to achieve, be recognized, to win, to compete, That never goes away. Rob Dyrdek, who uh, MTV star and a business partner of mine and I have talked about this. I used to say, I've really grown out of significance. You know, and he'd go, me too, bro, right? And we were in a football game together this year and he goes, dude, we're lying. Come on, we both still like being significant, (laughs) come on. But where we get our significance from now is contributing. Mm -hmm. So what gets me out of bed in the morning is I was excited about today. You know that I've been trying to get together with you for a while because I really believe you and me together can help people. Mm -hmm. And so, I spent the first 45 years of my life kind of building my life to some extent. You know, whatever that means. I don't know. Some insights and my businesses and some money and whatever. Pretty amazing family. And I want to spend the second 45 years helping other people build theirs. Mm. And I started to not want to get out of bed as much when it was about me. Yeah, The years 40 through 45, it was kind of like, really? All right. So another <laughs> dollar, another what a house or, you know, it's just... And then when it shifted into just serving people, which is ironic, I got to inject really quick. The way I got into business was I was unemployed. My dad came home from an AA meeting. Mm -hmm. He was getting sober. He goes, I got you a job. I'm like, what is it? He goes, I don't know, but it's called McKinley Home for Boys. And I just finished playing baseball, got out of college. I was living at home with my parents. I was totally broke. And he goes, I don't know what it is, but show up there tomorrow. Long story short, McKinley was an orphanage. It still exists to this day. It was all boys. They were all either, and when I say orphanage, my boys, the parents were either dead, incarcerated, or had molested them. And I walked into cottage eight, which all these boys were eight to 10 years old, and my life altered. And like in that second, it altered because these boys just wanted someone to love them and believe in them and care about them and figure out how to live better, Mm -hmm. right? And so I was their big brother, dad. I'd be there when they get home from school, Christmas, I'd go trick-or-treating with them, and it altered my life because these little boys, you come from a family that's a little bit dysfunctional, and I know about this, our eyes are just a little different. Our eyes are just like, just love me, yeah. just please believe in me. And my life changed because it went from being an athlete and an achiever to like, oh, I really like this, serving helping people thing. And I took that when I went into business. And ironically at about 45, I kind of went back into the that world yeah. where I'm like, you know what everybody wants? Everybody wants someone to love them, believe in them, care about them, and help them figure out how to live life a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. I got that taste when I was young at McKinley. And now it's the two most fulfilling times of my life is when I worked at McKinley and had no money. Yep. And now that I'm doing what I do now and I have a bunch of money but the money is sort of irrelevant. I'm sort of past the money yeah and I'm back into this part of my life where I was at McKinley except I do it with grown-ups. Yeah it's really cool. It's not crazy. I love it. I love it. So it gets me out of bed for sure.
0: I think what's so amazing is when you can take pieces of life. Cause I feel like everyone thinks like the further you get, the more you make, the bigger things get, you mm-hmm. know, the better. But I feel like I am going through growing pains where it's like next level new problems. For sure. And so, I mean, you, you bump elbows with, you have access to, you are friends with some of the top mm-hmm. successful people in the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think most are lacking?
2: Are we being really real here? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna lose part of your group, but uh, they're lacking faith. Mm -hmm. That there's more than just impressing people in the world with how much stuff you get. Mm -hmm. And so they lack a belief in something bigger than themselves. And it saddens me, but also I'm able to help them with that. The second thing they lack, so that's the biggie, if I'm being honest. And I see the light of faith in you. Mm -hmm. And so I know that that exists in you and then i think the second thing they lack is acceptance of themselves even though they're achieving they're constantly trying to prove something people have asked me you know of all the athletes and entertainers or politicians or whatever that i coach what do they all have in common and i used to think once i'd meet these people yeah. when i didn't know them i think well it's their time management or their drive or their ambition or their hunger but here's the irony do you know the most thing that i that they have in common some form of depression mm. And it shocks people when I tell them this and it's because part of it's healthy because successful people, there's always this incongruency between what they're capable of and what they're doing. Yeah. But I think they're, if they're being honest with you, their Instagram looks really good and um, you know, maybe it looks pretty good, but there's this part of them. Like, I think they all thought, you know, when I got here, I thought I'd be happier. Yeah. I thought there was more to this than that. And um, the more I can get them focused on, how can we take these amazing blessings and gifts you've got and serve people? Mm-hmm. When I can get my athletes starting foundations, when I can get the athletes, entertainers I have starting to think about focusing outside of themselves and obviously onto some form of meditation or faith in their life. For me, I'm a Christian, so it's that part of my life. My scripture's the Bible, but, and I get them in that direction. I find that those things begin to become minimized. So that's actually the thing they have most in common. And you guess what they want? Why are they magnetized to me? Why am I unique compared to other people they've met? Because they're the same as the nine-year-old boy at McKinley. You know what they really want? Not someone who loves them because they hit a ball 400 feet or they can throw a football or they can run a 40. What they really want is someone who loves them, Mm -hmm. cares about them, believes in them, and can help them live their life a little better. That's what they want. They want the same thing, believe it or not, because they're a human that the ladies listening to this want, or mm-hmm. some of the men that listen to this want, they want the same exact thing, but they've got to a point in their life, unfortunately, where they only respect achievement. Mm-hmm. So they're only gonna hear it from someone who they think's achieved the things beyond what they have. So I'm able to say, maybe I got a little bit more money than you. Maybe I've got a little bit more influence than you. And guess what? That's not what makes me happy. They're like, you're kidding me. Because everybody at the Academy Awards, (laughs) everybody at the Super Bowl, everybody at the World Series, that's what they want. I'm like, and they're all just like you, aren't they? They're like, yes. So here's what makes us really happy. And then I hopefully can help them to some extent. So if you were
0: to sit down with someone today, that was where you were, All those years ago, just trying to find significance and Mm -hmm. and feel like you're making an impact and difference. Or even when you think about Christiana, like Mm -hmm. she's devoted her life to your children and Mm -hmm. now they're getting older and Mm -hmm. someday they'll leave the nest. Yes like what would you tell them would be the first thing to do to start that new pursuit or like get passionate again?
2: Yeah, I get that a lot. And um, I've struggled with what the right answer is. I think I found a few things. The easy answer everybody tells you is, you know, go do something you're passionate about, right? That's the generic- What does that even look like? Some
0: people don't even know what that looks like. And by the way, if you ask me, I mean, (laughs) I I
2: mean, I have what I love to do, but I mean, like I'm passionate about baseball, but I can't go play again, right? Like what do I do? Go to baseball (laughs) games and that's gonna fulfill my life. So so here's a couple insights that you've not maybe heard before that might give you some, some insight on maybe where to go. I'd ask you who some of your heroes are. Mm-hmm. And when you begin to think about who your heroes are, the reason you admire them, believe it or not, is you actually see some things in them that you know exist within you. Mm-hmm. So if even if you are, if they said, you know, one of my heroes is Jenna. What is it about her that makes you heroic to, to who's ever listening to this? Is it your grace your business savvy, your contribution, the way you balance your marriage and family and business, whatever those things are. One of my heroes in my life was Dr. King. And if you really break it down, the things that I admired about him were actually, some of them were gifts I also have. Mm -hmm. I won't manifest them the same way or to the same extent, but I loved how he wanted to create change. He was an amazing communicator. Mm -hmm. In your heroes, you will find things that are actually gifts of yours. And so, and that's the second piece. Forget what you're passionate about just for a second because you can be passionate about a lot of things that are not gonna bring you any financial success in your life, right? But what are you good at? What are some of your natural giftedness? If you wanna find a happy human, seriously, there's someone who's found out what they're good at Mm -hmm. and they do it to serve others. Take your giftedness and use those gifts to serve others. As a Christian, I believe the Lord sowed into all of us a unique two or three or four gifts. It could be your communication ability, mm-hmm. your ability to love. Christiana is one of her gifts is her loving and kind presence. It's a gift. I felt it. Right? It's a gift. Mm-hmm. It just makes you at ease. You're like this is a good human, mm-hmm. right? Like you just me, it takes a while. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're around me long enough you're like oh. no, it's the, it's no, it's my face <laughs> when you look at me or my build or this deep voice <clears throat> is like I think it's one of the cool things that people find in me. Yeah. However, yeah. friends yeah. are like wow, not what I thought, <laughs> you know. But as you're listening to this, what are your gifts? Is it your intellect, your humor, your compassion, your math skills, your social skills, your the skill of touch, the skill of words, the skill of writing, mm-hmm. the skill of influence, the skill of energy, passion, comforting, whatever those skills are, intuition. Like we're all wired with these amazing things and we take them for granted because they're us. Mm-hmm. The, the skill of poise, the skill of brilliance, the skill of being mechanical skills. Like there's all these things, the skill of nurturing, the skill of cooking, like there's all these skills. And because they're ours, we've lived with them all our life. We don't think they're that special. And so the way that you figure out they're special is then who's your hero? And when you start to think about these two or three heroes, they have a few of those gifts you have. So then what I would say is start with those gifts and figure out how to use them to serve other people. And you will eventually, and then the last thing is this, try some stuff. Yeah. Try a few things that don't work. I've had businesses that have failed. I've had, I've played sports that I suck at, right? <laughs> like there's things I've done that I failed at, but I'm, I'm in progress, I'm in motion. You can't learn to drive a parked car. Yeah. You have to drive. So what are some of your gifts? Like to be kind to yourself. Don't, if I ask the average person, what are 10 things that aren't good about you? Like, oh, shoot, yeah. i give you 27. Let me give you 52. Like, literally, I've got them written down right here. Yeah. And I go, what are five gifts of yours? Yeah. Um, and they're so obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, with you, it's even, I was, I'm going to tell you this, when we got off camera, I'll say it now, like, probably of anyone who's interviewed me, your ability just to be present and listen off the charts, mm-hmm. which you. makes me comfortable in speaking. I'm not as good at that as you are, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's, and that's one of many gifts you have, but it's, Like, you were born to do what you're doing now. Don't you Mm -hmm. kind of have that sense?
0: Yeah, finally. And I
2: do about you. Yeah. It's why I wanted you on my show. Like, I think you were born to do this. All of your experience mixed with your natural giftedness and some skills you've built Mm -hmm. make you perfect for this. And that's sort of how everyone's gonna find their path are those things, your experience and background, your test can become your testimony, match with some of your natural gifts and what you see in heroes to serve other people. It'll always be in serving someone else though, Mm -hmm. always.
0: Do you ever just wanna like stop all of it though? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Like you just wanna say, not today.
2: Yes. I wish I could be more bold instead of better example, but.
0: No, but I think that is the better example.
2: All the time. And so all the businesses that ended up being good for me, most all of them, I thought about quitting 80% of the time. And there were many times where my back was up against the wall where I was like, you know what, dude, you always freaking do this when it gets tough, you just quit. You you know you can't
0: ever quit on a bad day. You can quit on a
2: good day. So true, so true.
0: I take that, I say. If I have the Mm. best day ever and I want to quit, then I'll quit, but you can't quit on a bad day.
2: That's super profound, by the way. Wow, that's really good. I'm stealing that from you. That's not mine, thank you. And this, yeah, I negotiate it. Often in my mind, what I used to have I just put out, Actually, I just put out a podcast about this week about comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And it's not, not just comparing with other people. It's comparing yourself to a previous time in your own life, mm-hmm. a previous relationship, a previous time. Comparing the fifth week of your relationship with the 15th year is a formula for misery, mm-hmm. right? So it's everyone else. Well, if I compare to someone else, that creates pain for me. Forget that. That's the easy one. Yeah. Do you compare with other times in your own life, other people in your own life, other bodies, your your 18-year-old body versus your 40-year-old body, your body before you had a baby, your body after you had a baby, and that comparison will just steal your joy, mm-hmm. right? So now comparisons a great thing if you want to make improvement. Right. If you want to give yourself a bunch of pain that you want to improve, <laughs> leverage the hell out of comparison. <laughs> I used to be this. So, so that's, that's healthy, but know what you're doing. Yeah. What most people do is they don't get control of comparison. Yeah. They don't ever control it. It's just an out-of-control thing they do all the time is compare themselves to other people, other times in their own life, and they wonder why they're miserable. I leverage comparison only as a weapon to create changes I need. Mm-hmm. And when I'm unhappy, you know what's always present? Comparison. So when you ask me if I'm evaluating this, what I do, do I want to quit? Yes. And it's typically days where I go, well, today I'm shooting a bunch of content from my podcast, and three years ago, I'd be sitting on that beach that I'm looking at compared to, yeah. right? And so, yeah, I do, but it's a calling. Mm-hmm. And um, I just have a faith and a comfort knowing, and I don't mean to be overly preachy today. No. I feel like I am being, but. You're not, don't I, analyze, okay, okay. don't I, analyze. I just feel like uh, <laughs> uh, I'm on my knees every night. Mm-hmm. I pray the Lord will help me with the direction he wants me to take and that I'm supposed to take. And that I'm just gonna keep planting the seeds and that he'll provide a harvest. And that if those seeds are to be planted elsewhere in a different way sometime, that that time will come and I'll know to do it. But for now, I'm just, I'm trying to plant the seeds where I'm planted. So that's good.
0: On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income and we've had such an easy breezy experience. <laughs> Finish the sentence. I know I'm being successful when?
2: <laughs> hmm. I know I'm being successful when I'm helping another person and I've used my natural giftedness. I really feel good about myself when I do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I'll give you one more thing about me that I've discovered. I shouldn't say about me, about my because my wife said it to you earlier, and it's a message for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being successful when I'm present.
0: hmm yeah
2: like when i'm just where i am Mm -hmm. people like me and you have a hard time being where we are Mm -hmm. there's the next meeting when we're with our children are we thinking about work Mm -hmm. when we're at work are we thinking about our children Are we thinking about a different time, a different person, a different meeting, something that's projected into the future? I'm most successful when I'm just present where I am. Can I just be present? It's more and more difficult today with our phones, Mm -hmm. with social media, with the distractions, and just humanity is busier. Yeah, Busyness is in vogue and i have to watch that i've bought into that like just being busy just grinding you know that's the, all the means out there grind work and, and i do and i believe in all of it i just believe in all of it but i also believe in rest you know the sabbath in the bible wasn't created for god it was created for us It wasn't something where we're supposed to just sit there and honor God. It was actually a day of rest for us Mm -hmm. because he understood the concept of rest. And I'm, by the way, talking to me right now more than I am any (laughs) listening to this. There's friends of ours that are here like, yeah, you need to hear what you're saying right now. So I think when I'm present, contributing to others and using my gifts,
0: Don't you think, though, as great (laughs) teachers, a lot of times the messages we're sharing are the ones that we need the most?
2: I almost only create content for me now. Yeah. I almost only create stuff for me. Most of them, the things that I am releasing lately on life, especially the life stuff, mm-hmm. are things for me that I'm working on. I just did one on being a better listener a few weeks ago. <laughs> I'm like, this is so good for me. I don't care if anybody gets any value out of this. Like, I need to hear what the <laughs> what hell I'm saying right now. Guy, he's right. smart.
0: <laughs> this guy's really smart.
2: So, yeah, it was 100% for me. <laughs> oh, man.
0: All right, last question okay what do you wish more women had and i'm not asking Mm. you to mansplain anything because you don't do that but Mm. what do you wish more women had these
2: days yep oh boy this is an easy one for me yeah a knowledge and a knowing that they are enough yeah and i get emotional about this probably about 70 percent of my followers are women Mm -hmm. ironically and I have three sisters, no brothers. Mm -hmm. I need them. You're the oldest, right? Yeah. And I think when you're the oldest and there's some dysfunction, Mm -hmm. maybe there's even another element there. And by the way, my dad's my best friend. I just want to make sure I said that for you, Dad. Mm -hmm. But more than any time in our culture, women are being messaged that they're not enough. So whether that's
0: how we're being sold to,
2: that's how you market it to. Wow. Great point. Mm -hmm. And I just want women to know you are enough. You are beautiful. You are favored and accepted and wonderful as you are. More and more men need to be better at messaging that to women, mm-hmm. but more and more women need not a man message that to them to know it. Yeah. I must tell you, it's something I watch with my daughter now. You know, already I've heard her say things like, something about her nose or her lips, or you know, her, her dream right now is she'd love to have a donut shop. That's what she wants. Today's National <laughs> Donut Day, is we're recording that. by the way. Well, she let me know that first thing this morning. And But there's like this pressure like, but I don't know if that's making enough money, daddy. You know, there's everything. You either too thin or too heavy or um, mm-hmm. too aggressive or too passive or too business oriented. I had Jessica Mendoza on my show who hosts a Sunday night baseball also an Olympic gold medalist, wonderful woman, dear friend of mine. And I didn't ask her this, luckily, but she said to me, you know what offends me the most is that I get asked all the time in interviews, and thank you, Ed, for not asking me this. Yeah. How do I balance both yeah. being a mom and having a career? And she goes, yeah. how come men never get asked that? Yeah, How come I'm the one asked that? And it, it, what that is a subtle message is, you're not enough. Mm-hmm. And so or you I, shouldn't be you, juggling both because right, you're uh, not all in. Right, you're not all in. And so uh, you know better than I, but mine is that certainly from the women that are in my community that, that I interact with regularly. One of them is setting you and I up here today together. Mm -hmm. My friend Ashley is that you are enough. You are beautiful. And uh, that doesn't mean we don't want to grow and change. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is you're enough in this moment, Mm -hmm. this moment, this time, you are completely enough. That doesn't mean you don't want to be better in the next moment for the next moment of your life. That's why we want to improve. Men feel like, I'm trying to get better for the next moment. Women are messaging, you're not enough right now. You better get better for the next moment. And it comes from this place of lack or not enough constantly in everything we see. I have a very dear friend of mine who's a news anchor that lives right up the street here. Mm -hmm. She used to be. She's in her 50s now. She was basically told, she's a dear, dear friend of mine. She was basically told, that in her career, you have to be under a certain age. There's tons of 50 and 60 and 70 year old male anchors, Yeah. but she's not enough anymore. She's aged out of that, right? That's disgusting, Mm -hmm. that's disgusting. So I would say you are enough, you are beautiful, you are brilliant, you are funny, you are accepted, you are powerful. And even if you don't believe any of that about you, that's enough Mm -hmm. in the moment. And so that's what I would want them to know.
0: Thanks for coming on my show.
2: Thanks for having me. (laughs) This is awesome. I'm so
0: excited. (laughs) Thank you. I don't, there's nothing else to say after that. That was a mic drop. If we had mics that we could actually drop. So what did you think? Isn't Ed amazing? I want to know, like, do you guys want to hear more from these amazing men that are in my life? I mean, I know we're all about girl power and all the things over here. That's not going to change. But there are so many incredible human beings that I just want to interview and share those interviews with the world. In the next episode, the tables are flipped. I'm sharing Ed's interview with me on his show, and I promise you it gets more real and more intense than I've ever shared on Gold Digger before. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts right now so you can hear that interview as soon as it goes live. Until then, keep on digging your biggest goals, and thank you so much for
1: tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.goldiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you Gold Digger you.